for um, every party who wants to win Gauteng. Uh, there's a lot of talk uh, about coalition governments, whether the ANC can manage to hold on. When you were in Soweto today, uh, what was your impressions of the mood in Soweto uh, and, of course, also just the reception of the African National Congress? The most interesting thing, Karima, that I picked up is that at every station that I visited earlier on today, outside of, of course, Hitekani Primary School, where the president cast his vote earlier on at 11 a.m., there was a sense of um, expectation of more people that were going to cast their votes, but those people are not as forthcoming as either the officials or the party agents had expected. When I did speak to adults who had cast their votes already, they said that, they had not waited in the queue as long as they had anticipated they would, which was a concern to them as well, to say the turnout is not as well as other years. These are people who have been voting at these stations as far back as 1994, saying they had never seen as low a turnout as today. And of course there is the issue of the weather and I did ask them whether they thought people stayed away because of the cloudy and overcast weather, but they insisted that there was actually something more to it because people would come out later on in the day. I wasn't so to until about half past three this afternoon but the lines were just short. There was no line that had more than 40 people on it at a given time. You know, when I was speaking with our reporter earlier in uh, KwaZulu-Natal, she was saying she's at the Durban City Centre and the queues were snaking with young people that were coming and she said the IIC said they expected more than 2,000 people to still come and, and cast their votes. Um, the low voter turnout is of course a big issue because uh, in many ways that is going to be the determiner of who is going to win uh, provincial and national elections. Um, Do you think that the divisions in the African National Congress is in part to blame for them not being able to bring out their supporters in the kind of numbers that they've historically done in the Soweto community? There's a lot of disillusionment and when you speak to people they break it down to you that Firstly, there's been a regression in the quality of life because of the increased cost of living. Then there's the connection to the corruption that has taken place over the past nine years, as we put it. And there's also the, the, the clear connection of dots by ordinary South Africans who may not necessarily be affiliated to the ANC. But for even those who are affiliated to the ANC, I spoke to young people who said in the past they would vote for the ANC, but in fact they had realized there was no point to voting because whoever is the incumbent in the next five years will highly likely just end up doing what former presidents did, which did not move them forward. Then there's also the question of the high unemployment rate, Karima, especially among young people who keep asking why should I go and vote when this government has not shown that it is capable of creating the kind of skills or the jobs that we need in this economy. And I'm going to come back to when President Sir Ramaphosa was in Chawela earlier. There was a lot of excitement at that particular station, a lot of ululation, a lot of presence, you know, people lined up the streets in the lead up to his, his visit there. And as soon as he left, it was as though there was nothing had ever happened. The lines got shorter. Then everybody left and went back home because the event was the presence of the president. Not necessarily that people were outside the school with those winding lines waiting to go and cast their ballots, which is also quite concerning. And these were people who were in ANC regalia, in EFF regalia, everybody chanting and singing and actually very happy to see the president in Soweto to cast his vote. However, as soon as he left, all those people left. So the question is, 
did these people go back at some point later yes. on in the day or in fact did not vote at all despite having shown all of this enthusiasm that the president seems to have felt himself saying that these elections were, were full of jubi- jubilant and mm. the jubilant people were happy, people were excited to be a part of them, comparing them even to the 1994 elections, whether all of that is limited to the short time that he spent in Chawelo where he was welcomed quite warmly and excitedly by members of that community. I mean, the fact that he was welcomed in that part of Soweto is obviously not a surprise. Not at all. A lot of people from Limpopo settled in that part of Soweto. And he grew up there. He grew up there. there. So it was home in many ways. Yes, and it's a novelty Mm. of proximity to politician. And we keep talking about it, that South Africans are generally quite excited to see a person they see on television. It's like with the Duduzani trial. He was coming to be tried for a murder and people weren't taking selfies selfies with him. him, People who who came to actually protest against him, DA support. Ended up wanting to take pictures with him. So there's also that question that we we need to, I think, reflect on. But, of course, the president was quite... um, you know, confident that the turnout would be high. He said that he was quite happy with the turnout when he was there from having engaged with the IC officials at that particular station. But we know that, of course, things did not uh, pick up as much with more and more parties um, expressing concern about the low turnout mm-hmm. that they have observed throughout the day. Now, you know, I had uh, my last town in Deep Kloof, in Soweto. Uh, and what was really interesting was that... Um, there was the sense that people felt that none of the parties were quite exactly what they wanted, that the ANC, um, for all its faults, um, remained an option for them, uh, but people didn't actually see other opposition parties taking uh, their place. Um, now, the fact that you said that people in all kinds of party regalia, for example, retreated back to their homes, mm. um, does this mean that people are still... Um, staying home um, especially those who support the ANC rather than voting for an opposition party and if that is the case does that benefit or harm the African National Congress in this province? I mean they're the governing party they they are the only people who can lose the election no other party can because the others are in the opposition benches they need to prove themselves to be able to win isn't it so if if the ANC is seeing we are seeing a lower turnout in general that will absolutely harm the ruling party because that is who the people are contesting against because they're the only ones who have been in government for long enough for people to be disillusioned with the delivery that they get from a government now that is of course problematic especially in a province like Houteng over six million registered voters Karima and we're seeing that, that the kind of reality that we saw today, not just in Soweto, but we heard from our colleagues who are elsewhere across the, 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 the province who say that, you know, the kind of cues that were seen in past years were not the cues that were seen today. And we saw even within, within WhatsApp and social media messages, the kind of, uh, you know, last minute rush from ANC leaders, you know, calling on people to go find volunteers to go encourage people to come out to vote because we need to get these numbers high. They have their own time targets and projections for specific voting stations and in some of these messages they're saying that they have not even reached the halfway mark towards those targets. These are real concerns because they do have a lot to lose and in the Gauteng province of course we know that there's a big scramble for this province for all its benefits for all its economic benefits for the kind of power that it lends you and credibility and credence that it lends you as a political party once you can break into this big critical and, and important metro 
to the country. Now, we talked about the ruling party and the impact that a low voter turnout could have for them. But what about the other parties, particularly the Democratic Alliance, who is uh, uh, wanting to dislodge the African National Congress? It is currently in a working relationship. It doesn't want to call it a coalition in the municipal government. Uh, the EFF um, has said privately that uh, they are going to actually bring up and use their leverage as kingmakers in Tswane and in Joburg Metro um, as ways to negotiate for how this province ends up being ruled. Um, and if, for example, um, the ANC goes um, below a particular point, I spoke with both Nken Kekekane, who's an NEC member mm. and historically from uh, Gauteng. Uh, I also spoke with David Makura and at this young mobile rallies, uh, the Premier was very clear that the research that they have shows that people don't like coalition governments. Uh, Dr. Everett from um, Wits University did research for the African mm. National Congress. They put the figure at 56%. Mm. Uh, the Inter Institute for Race, Race Relations yes. put uh, the figure at 41%. Um, and I wanted to find out from you, um, and I asked this to uh, Nkenke Kakane. I said, when that hard figures come in, are you going to stay with the principle? Am I going to have to cut this clip and play it back to you and say, you said we're not going to go into opposition? I think you should hold on to the clip. <laughs> and, and, and if the EFF is the only thing standing uh, between you and holding on to the province, what will you do? He said, we're going to go into the opposition benches. Do you think that they're going to, to do that? Because after all, politics is the art of what is possible. And also, of course, uh, coalition governments is about um, expediency. I mean, the DA and the EFF couldn't be more worlds apart, uh, but they run the richest uh, metro in the country with a budget larger than some other countries on the African continent. And also, yeah, and, 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 and they find a comfortable arrangement uh, with that. Uh, do you think the ANC is going to have to eat humble pie at some point? Wow. So the, the idea that a political party can put itself in that kind of a cage is itself quite wild because it, it is a cage that the ANC has placed itself in by virtue of saying that they would not be entering into coalitions with the opposition. There is absolutely no way that the ANC can go from being a governing party and elect to go and sit in the opposition benches when there's an opportunity to get into some form of a working relationship or even a coalition with yes. either the EFF or the DA. Of course the EFF has made it clear that they are not particularly quite adverse to working with the ANC. While they have tasted the, 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 the bitter pill that they say now is the DA, and they would rather only work with him and Machaba in the city of Joburg and, and no one else in the DA. A, a final question. That link-up between the African National Congress and the EFF obviously plays into the uh, factional battles that's in the governing party. We've seen the Zoomites and the uh, sections of the EFF coalescing around uh, particular issues, particularly as they face um, tough questions from law enforcement agencies, from SARS and so on. Uh, if that coalition happens... Do you think that Cyril Ramaphosa's grip on power at a national level is going to be weakened? It might be, Karima, because of, of, of two things. Firstly, the kind of messaging that's been coming out of the ANC, the, the faction that has been calling on expelled ANC members who are now EFF leaders to come back to the party. 
it's coming from a particular faction at this particular time. Of course, the president himself did make similar suggestions some time ago, not bringing it up, of course, now as we go into elections. But that suggestion has been brought up by the Secretary General of the ANC, who is understood to still be in alliance with a particular faction that has not healed from Nazareth. And of course, he's in deep trouble with the law. If you read uh, Peter Louis Meyerberg's book, and there's a lot of suggestion that investigative work has already gone on. So um, he's sudden affinity for the EFF uh, should not be dismissed as the desire to just want to hold on to power. It might also be a way to stay out of jail. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see. The DA did go and, and try to urge the NPA to speed up those charges. So I think after the elections, a lot of developments are going are gonna to come to the fore and it will be interesting to see how it maps out. Teto Maslakwana, thank you so very much. That is EWN's senior political reporter breaking it down for us in the powerhouse of South Africa's economic hub, Gauteng. She, of course, uh, accompanied the president this morning when he cast his vote in Soweto. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we get to the IEC officials that is going to explain to us how the day went, some of the logistical problems and challenges that they face and of course also the fact that um, there's been some complaints about uh, the planning of the election, particularly in places like the Eastern Cape.